Hi, welcome to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. In this podcast, we'll be discussing self-care routines, mindset practices, and mindfulness habits. We'll combat the stigma around mental health in order to create a safe and open community for people to connect and not feel alone. Focus on your mindset rather than your situation. It's a game changer. Grow your mindset and look how far you'll go. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. If you're new to this podcast, this episode and all the rest of the episodes of this wonderful podcast is all about helping everyday women improve in their mindset, wellness, and spirituality. And we have had a slew of wonderful guest episodes basically hitting all of those topics all over the board. And so I am so excited if you're joining us for the first time. If you've been in a part of the Growth Mindset Gang for quite some time, welcome back. You already know what's going down. Thank you guys so, so much for the beautiful, wonderful, and amazing support. You guys warm my heart. You warm my soul. And I love just hopping on the mic and talking to you guys. And I really hope you enjoy the last few episodes with these wonderful, beautiful, amazing, intelligent, bright lights of women that have been popping on the podcast for these wonderful guest interviews. The conversations I've been having with these women and that you've been listening to have been so eye-opening and beautiful and wonderful experiences of me recording the podcast episodes, and I hope they have been wonderful experiences for you guys listening. So thank you for listening in your car while driving. Thank you for listening while you're doing the dishes. If you're working now, you're walking on the treadmill. Thank you for listening. If you are folding some laundry, if you're studying, make sure you study. If you have a test coming up, study. As a little teacher in me. Thank you guys for listening wherever you go. And thank you again for the amazing support. And with all these wonderful guests that have been coming on, send your support their way as well. Make sure to follow them. All of their Instagrams are linked in all of the show notes. Make sure to look into their services that they provide. We, I've had multiple wonderful life coaches that deal with breath work, light work, spirituality, self-compassion, self-confidence, women empowerment, and self-defense. They all have wonderful websites that are linked in their show notes for their episodes for you guys to dive into. So take advantage of the wonderful services and supports that these beautiful, wonderful women as guests um, that are providing for you guys. So definitely, definitely check them out. Please make sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. It would mean the world if you took five minutes out of your day to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That's how this podcast keeps growing and to reach new listeners. And if you already left a review, thank you so much. I super duper appreciate it. And if you haven't already subscribed to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast, a subscription is 99 cents per month. The subscription form is linked in the show notes. And with that subscription, you get access to the Growth Mindset Gang text group and you get the Wellness Wednesday episodes that have no ads. <laughs> wow. Imagine a podcast with no ads. So 
If you're interested, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast. If you are interested in joining the email list for every Sunday, I send out emails with different types of self-development resources and tools that have worked for me and hopefully may work for you. You can sign up for the email list that is linked in the show notes. And one last thing, if you want to become a guest on the Growth Mindset Gal podcast, you can fill out the Google form that is linked in the show notes and we can set up a podcast planning discovery call and see if we can make an episode. I'm open to everybody. So if you are interested in becoming a guest on this podcast, make sure to fill this out. So guys, today I have a wonderful, amazing guest on the podcast today. Her name is Daniela Princey. She is a psychologist and holistic life coach. And today we talked all about awakening your consciousness and connecting to your soul on a deeper level. Danielle and I go on so many wonderful, amazing tangents that I was here for. It was such a great conversation of waking up our minds to the world that is truly around us and becoming aware of our spirituality, becoming aware of how our minds are connected to our bodies, be more connected and aware of the energy that we're putting out into the world, the thoughts that we're thinking and how it affects you know, our own internal turmoil or how it even affects other people, how other people's energies affect us. It's all over the board of consciousness and connecting back to our authentic highest self, connecting back to our soul. And we really talk about how women went from being super supportive with each other in communities, being in stealths of power to now all of a sudden women see each other as competition and we are in a very masculine type of society and being in a patriarchy. When was that shift? And then how can we heal that and go back to how we were? And we're kind of, we talked about how society now is leaning more towards getting back to our feminine power, how the vibration of the earth is definitely changing and our regular everyday lives are changing. We even saw that with the pandemic was shifting from, everyday office work to a lot of remote work and people making their own businesses and being entrepreneurs and creativity is flowing. So we're shifting more into the feminine energy and it is just such a great conversation. I, I can't, I literally cannot get over it. How amazing it was. Daniela was such a beautiful, bright, wonderful soul. And she brings up so many great points that are going to be really useful and helpful for us to step out of our masculine that we've been in for so long and definitely step into our self-worth, our empowerment, our creativity, our flow, and then have a nice balance between our structure and routine and our creative flow. So without any further ado, here is Daniela Princey. I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Hey, Growth Mindset Gang. Have you ever been super overwhelmed, anxious, or stressed in your life due to maybe your job, your relationships, your friendships, your family, and you have all this inner turmoil and it can seem like there is no way out? I felt that way. I remember when I was on the train to work one day and I had this super influx of anxiety and I didn't even know where it was coming from. And I would talk to my friends and family and significant others about it, but I needed something more. I needed to talk to a professional. And so I started going to therapy because I realized I shouldn't live like this and neither should you. 
So today's sponsor is brought to you by BetterHelp, which is here to help you. BetterHelp offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen and help you. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. There is a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network that gives you the access to the help that may not be available in your area. You just need to fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you get matched with a therapist in under 48 hours. That is two days, you guys. Then you schedule a secure video and phone sessions. Plus, you can exchange unlimited messages, and everything you share is completely confidential. I actually used BetterHelp when I started my therapy journey. It was one of the first options I looked at because I felt like I was so busy all the time. When would I have time to go to find a therapist and then go to therapy? And I remember I took a very simple questionnaire and they matched me with a therapist. She was super helpful and useful. And I was able to text her whenever I was feeling anxious. And I was like, this is amazing. Right? And I know therapy can be a little intimidating at first, and it kind of feels like dating, and you kind of go through the different aspects and motions of it. But with BetterHelp, if you're not feeling the therapist that they gave you, they will switch it up and find someone better for you. So it takes the stress from you with finding a therapist that works. And you can request a new therapist at no additional charge at any time. So join the 2 million plus people who have taken charge of their mental health with an experienced BetterHelp therapist. And let me tell you, from my own experience with therapy, it is so amazing to talk to a professional about your anxiety and have them kind of go through specific scenarios and conversations with you so you don't feel alone. And they give you helpful tools in order to take on and combat your overwhelm, your anxiety, and your stress. Because you guys know, we shouldn't be living like this and we shouldn't be living stuck in our own heads and we should enjoy life. And talking to a professional can definitely help with us to switch our perspective and grow our mindset. You can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That's betterhelp.com slash the growth mindset gal. That link is going to be in my show notes. And if you're interested in therapy, this would be a beautiful, wonderful first step to see if this can work for you. And I hope you guys enjoy these services that it provides. And I hope that it helps you in your mindset journey. Hi, guys, and welcome back to the Growth Mindset Gal podcast with your host, me, Allie Brooke. Today, I have a wonderful guest with us today, Miss Daniela. So, Daniela, would you like to introduce yourself to the Growth Mindset Gang? Who are you? Where are you from? What do you do? All those great things. Sure. So, um, I am originally from South Africa, but living in Australia at the moment. Um, I'm a psychologist by study but I'm working very much in the holistic realm of energetics and consciousness now um I have a degree in psychology but really my approach has dramatically shifted um I bridge the gap I feel between science and spirituality and I love that Mm -hmm. and really honoring um the depth of who we are and acknowledging people for the truth of who they are and allowing them and guiding them to come back into that to to really fully know 
their wisdom from within and to start living from within rather than in the external as we've been conditioned. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm a coach, I'm a mentor. I have two teenage boys and just love, love, love the gift that I have to be able to share and connect with other people. I love that. Thank you for sharing. And I'm so excited that you talked about the bridge between like spirituality and science, because I feel like talking on both ends of, you know, awakening our consciousness and all those wonderful things, it's beautiful to incorporate both because then everyone has a chance to, whether they're more on the science side, whether they're more on the spirituality side, everyone's going to tune in. And I enjoy also like learning about both sides of our consciousness. There's definitely a lot of science to it. There's definitely a lot of spirituality. So I think basically combining the two is when we start to realize our true inner power, which I'm super excited to talk about. So to start off, my first question is, um, how can women awaken their consciousness, right? How do they even just like realize their own mind and their awareness? I I feel um, the first step to any form of this kind of journey is really starting to just connect with yourself. Like we have been so conditioned to seek outside of ourselves, go to other people for for guidance, mm-hmm. um, listen to what other people tell us to do. We've become so disconnected. We don't even know who we are and what we like. Mm-hmm. I'll often ask moms, you know, what do you do for fun? What are your interests? And they just look at me blankly. Like a lot of women have compl- and actually probably a lot of men as well, but we've really been conditioned to lose connection with who we are. Um, through our expectations, the roles we're expected to play, all that type of thing. So my first thing is, yeah, just start connecting with who are you? What do you love to do? What lights you up? What brings you joy? And this can take courage because it can be quite confronting when you realize you don't actually know. And a lot of women that I work with actually feel lost. And that's the main essential. That was actually the shift in the way that I started working because I was dealing with depression. I was dealing with anxiety. I was dealing with trauma. And underlying all of that was women did not they were just lost they didn't know who they were what they liked they they were just unhappy Mm -hmm. so in doing that the way I'd suggest is yeah like daily self-devotionals you know just taking some time with yourself having your cup of tea or coffee in the morning and just connecting to your heart and asking what do you feel like doing today you might have a list of things you have to do but what Mm -hmm. do you feel like doing today Mm-hmm. Um, it might be just sitting outside in the sun. It might be going for a walk. It might be catching up with a friend. So start asking yourself those questions and start getting to know yourself again. Actually, even taking yourself on a date and starting to spend that time with yourself, which again is confronting. A lot of people aren't comfortable with being on their own. Mm-hmm. They feel like they need to fill all their spare time with stuff or people or, or things. And so it's like creating that space to just be in your own space. Mm-hmm. Very empowering. Um. In that, though, comes another layer of like dealing with guilt. A lot mm-hmm. of people, when they start to spend time on themselves and start to get to know themselves, there's this guilt aspect because, again, the programming is our life is to serve others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that is not the truth. Right. So it's, it, you know, if you think about a, a time in your life where you felt like really super heart opened, you've really fulfilled, you're really happy, and reflect on how you've been able to connect with the people around you and how that's kind of rippled out versus a time when you felt really tired and depleted and you've, you really contracted, your heart shut down and it's really hard to connect with other people. And so when I hear the guilt story, I bring people back to that to say, well, look, essentially you 
connecting with yourself, knowing yourself, loving yourself, spending time on yourself and nourishing yourself is giving you the opportunity to connect at a deeper, better level with people. So it's actually a benefit. I've got a six-month program called Selfish is the New Selfless because mm-hmm. I feel we have to be selfish to be more selfless to other people. It's, it's not sustainable anymore to do mm-hmm. what we've been doing and been programmed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing I want to share is uh, we have this terrible thing called the sister wound, which mm-hmm. is like this programmed, um, I can go backwards a little bit, kind of from the time of like the witches. Mm-hmm. Women were really powerful. You know, we yeah. we lived together. We supported each other. We raised each other's families. We worked together. We created magic together. Mm-hmm. And we were so powerful. We were a threat. The patriarchal system came in and, you know, created a disconnect through the burning and everything. And so this created a level of disconnection from each other um competition with each other comparison Mm -hmm. judgment and it just created this massive rift Mm -hmm. and for us to really come back in and awaken our truth and our consciousness and our soul Mm -hmm. is to recognize the power of who we are as women individually but together Mm -hmm. so you know connect with other women embrace and and hold love for other women step out of that judgment step out of your own self-judgment um we're all beautiful and magical and unique Mm -hmm. and learning to to acknowledge that and then come together in that space um is really powerful as well so these are all like there's a lot in this i can speak just on this subject forever Mm -hmm. but yeah does that does that make sense oh yeah um and I guess essentially in all of what I'm trying to say here is that we have to start living from within. Mm-hmm. So this whole learning to awaken your consciousness and know yourself, um, emotions are energy and there's a whole spectrum yep. of that. And so the, the lower dense emotions are anger, fear, overwhelm, all of those. And then the mm-hmm. high frequency emotions are love, joy, kindness, compassion. And what is playing out in our world and how we've been programmed to live is through the external so there's a lot of fear playing out so when we get caught living from the outer to the inner so what's going on around me is going to affect how I'm feeling when we get caught up in the the low frequencies of the external through the um the concept of quantum entanglement we're going to get caught up in that low density and that's going to bring us down whereas when we're living from the inner to the outer we we know who we are, we connect to our heart, we breathe, we ground, we just be present. No matter what's going on around us, it it doesn't have the same impact because we are holding a different frequency within us and nothing can touch us. And that's where our power lies because then we don't give our power to the external, other people's situations. We are our own power. Mm -hmm. And so um, again, part of that awakening of consciousness is is creating awareness around that and understanding that, but then taking the journey within because that in itself is a whole Mm -hmm. confronting, super amazing experience, which Mm -hmm. I've been journeying for years. So yeah. Hopefully that answers your question. Um, yes, more than like 10,000 percent. I, I was like, here and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to like respond and like talk about it because everything you brought up was sorry. Like, <laughs> it was so fast. I was thinking like, you just popped on here and you said it's 7.30 in the morning. I haven't even had my tea yet. My brain's not up. And then I ask you one question and you're like, all right, so here's everything. And I, I loved everything you brought up. First of all, I'm a social studies teacher. So you bringing up witches was like, well, like, yes, because I like in my own curriculum, I teach about that. And I think it's so Mm -hmm. important to realize that women 
in ancient history had this power. Whenever you look at a lot of ancient civilizations, women had such power. I mean, we're portals to life. We we give life. <laughs> like our bodies yeah. do amazing things. And it always frustrated me. I'm like, when did we lose the power? Where where throughout history were all of a sudden women were like, oh, like I don't have any within power. I need to depend on a man. I need to depend on the patriarch. I need to depend on external things to give me value. Or my only value is the service I give to others. Like when did that time shift? And it's so important to realize that at one time, women were it. We a lot of societies are matriarchal, where the eldest women were the ones that were the leaders. And we had such a strong connection to ourself and such a strong connection to other women. And a lot of the things, you know, me personally, I struggle with is trusting my intuition, like trusting what I know within, because like you said before, we live in a very fear-based society where you need to have external validation to know that you're right. Like I know even a lot of women, a lot of my friends always ask for like an external opinion when they want to make a decision rather than just like looking within themselves and be like, no, yeah. actually, this is what I want to do. And I sit with myself a lot because I know sitting with yourself, you know, that's where you find the answers. And I think a lot of the times women get a little overwhelmed or scared to kind of sit with themselves kind of like you said before where you were saying how we always have to constantly be doing things whether it's you know running errands or looking at our phone watching tv like we're constantly having to be entertained because we don't want to sit with ourselves and I think from my own perspective, the reason we don't want to sit with ourselves is we're afraid of what's going to come up with the internal thoughts are going to be rambling inside of us. And then all of a sudden, maybe those internal thoughts will lead to us wanting to maybe make a change that might make us happy, but maybe our surrounding, like our family, our friends, significant others may be unhappy. And that goes against kind of our status quo as women, as we are the support system. And so we must go through life being a good daughter a good sister, right? A good wife, right? A good mother. That's what we like always encompassed. And then all of a sudden we did everything we were su supposed to quote unquote, according to society. And now all of a sudden, you know, um, the growth mindset getting the audience who's listening, they are, you know, we're in our late twenties, early thirties. So all of a sudden now we did all the right things, but we feel very stuck and lost or lost, tired right? Mm -hmm. Or is this, is this all life is going to be for me, but I did all the right things, right? Mm -hmm. So what would be some advice for women that are kind of afraid to sit with themselves because they're afraid of the intrusive thoughts that might come up? Can I just jump in and say something else sure. just to add to what we've just said? Mm -hmm. um, but I want to answer that. Um, the other aspect of what we were just speaking about is this feminist movement. And mm -hmm. what I see has happened is women have come in and gone, no, I'm, I'm, we're standing up for ourselves now. This is no longer okay. But we've done it in a very wounded, unhealthy way. So yeah. we have then, the spectrum has flown up. And so we've become very masculine yes. in our feminist, in our feminine. Mm -hmm. And then in doing that, we have suppressed the masculine and they've lost their, their, primal aspect so yeah, it's unbalanced. Um, it's unbalanced. very unbalanced I was just about to say that word um so it's it's just having awareness so coming back to your consciousness again it's like we need to create awareness of what is a true like what is it to be feminine and it's and again through that patriarchal we think feminine the 
to be feminine is to be weak or to you know but we're actually like you've said super strong in that feminine but with our our balanced healthy masculine within us as well um so I just wanted to add that in but yeah so how to become comfortable in your so I agree I think there is a level of fear in being on your own and being in the quiet but again I still think it's just we haven't been taught it you know it's Mm -hmm. never we've never been allowed to be coming back to that that system that um the feminist movement you know we have to be these martyrs we have to keep doing we have to up show the next person next door what a great mother I am and run a business and have a job and you know like so mm-hmm. it's again that comparison competition so when I started just taking time out find where's comfortable for you as a starting place maybe it's your bedroom maybe mm-hmm. it's nature um and don't like push yourself to sit and meditate for an hour like be oh, realistic no. you know small baby steps so maybe it's just taking a cup of tea leaving your phone inside heaven forbid mm-hmm. I know, right? <laughs> feel naked uh-huh. <laughs> and go sit outside in the sunshine and drink your cup of tea and just listen to the birds a really beautiful grounding technique is using the five senses so like while well, you're drinking your tea what can you hear mm-hmm. what can you see what can you smell what can you taste? Obviously, you're drinking your tea or coffee and whatever I missed. What can you touch? I think that's what mm-hmm. I haven't done. And just be in that for five minutes and just start and and do some breath work and just breathe and notice your system just because, again, that's the other thing. When we are doing all the time, our system is programmed to be hyper aroused. So mm-hmm. we don't know how to come down. We have to retrain our bodies and retrain our systems to mm-hmm. to slow down and to feel safe in slowing down. It's okay. Mm-hmm. So when you take these little pockets of time and you can sit in that and then go and you breathe and you're like, oh, this actually I feel okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can reflect on that and retell yourself how good that feels. But at the same time, I know there's a lot of people that are going to struggle to do that. Mm-hmm. They're going to be sitting out there, just their minds are going to be going, 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 mm-hmm. even for that five minutes of drinking that tea. Mm-hmm. But again, it's about having love and compassion for yourself. Don't judge. When we are experiencing something and we judge it and we bring kind of thought to that or attention to that we anchor it in further mm-hmm. so allow it just to be and no like acknowledge oh there goes my chatter brain again all right just come back let's take another breath oh there goes my chat and like you just keep it's a practice we are having to retrain our brain we're creating new neural pathways so mm-hmm. it's not an overnight process depending on how old you are and how long you've been doing a certain thing we have to break that habit and create a whole new habit so at least 30 to 60 days for it to really become ingrained and that could literally be to be able to sit for five minutes drinking a cup of tea (laughs) and then we can build on that you know yeah um and yes those daily devotional practices are beautiful they're a beautiful way to connect yourself they're a beautiful way to slow down um and that grounding and connecting to your heart and just breathing like there's a lot of apps out there just there's a an app uh, there's a breath work called Uh, box breathing which is literally breathing in holding breathing out holding Mm -hmm. and there's a few apps out there that have that and that's just a beautiful way to activate that parasympathetic nervous system slow your your body down and then hopefully over time slow your mind down and just create some of that balance and harmony and space in your life Mm -hmm. and I think that's such a beautiful and simple way because I think 
when women realize like, I feel burnt out, I don't want to feel like this anymore. How can I help myself in some way? And there's, you know, mindfulness things across the board. There's like 20,000 things you could do, which then could be overwhelming to yourself. So I think I love the first step that you said, like take your tea, take your coffee that you have in the morning, go sit somewhere by yourself, whether it's like in your bedroom or it's in your backyard, wherever you want to sit and just like spend time with you and yourself. And I love that you said, don't judge if you kind of go off the rail with your mind and like kind of bring her back and everything like that. And it's not an overnight, you know, thing like you said, it's a whole entire process because women, a lot of the times also work in jobs that are working with people. I think the majority of women work in jobs where we are working with people all day. So for example, you know, teachers, nurses, social workers, consultants, like all this, most of the jobs that we do, we're constantly interacting with people. So yeah, our nervous system is like always on high alert. As a mother, I'm sure always on high alert when you're with your kids. And me as a teacher, I make like, I think 20,000 different decisions, you know, a day. And so I think, like you said, is that our bodies are so used to being on like this high alert all of the time, where if we get a chance to sit with ourselves, like you said before, that we feel like this guilt, like I should be doing something. What am I doing here? Sitting here drinking tea. I got like 10 things I got to do today. I got to get the kids up. I got to pack lunches. I got to do all these things, or I got things at work I have to do. And we're we feel like we don't have value if we're not doing anything, if we're not resting, because we constantly have to be taking care of something at work or, you know, someone else in the family taking care of our significant other. So then where can then women find a nice balance of, yes, you should, you know, be serving others, but then also be serving yourself. So, so. what would be some ways that women could find that nice balance and harmony in their lives between being selfish and taking care of themselves, but also of <laughs> course, doing the things that they got to do in their everyday life? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, I mean, that's just a starting point. You reminded me of something else. Um, the way we start our day is crucial. Mm-hmm. So how many of us get up, got to go like drag ourselves to the kitchen, drink your coffee, start making lunches, kids running around your feet. Like it's chaos. So I have, I can actually share it with you like a morning at eight steps in the morning before you even get out of bed, just to breathe, connect, connect your heart, be grateful, shift your mind, create an intention for the day before you even get out of bed, spending 30 seconds mm-hmm. just to get into a space where it's not that frantic, come on, let's go. Um, and that in itself can help you to move through the morning in a bit more of a, a space of calm. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to put on some calming music in the morning and burn some incense or candles. So just setting the scene as well. So that can be because the morning is so it's vital. everything. Yeah. Um, so that's one thing. And then like in your shower, like, you know, again, it's just about being present, washing the dishes, as crazy as that sounds, you can be mm-hmm. really mindful in that feeling the bubbles, smelling the bubbles, feel the warm water, mm-hmm. um, like not having stuff playing around you because we, that's how we're conditioning ourselves as well. You know, like we've got the TV going, we might have like podcasts going, mm-hmm. you can watch this one. That's okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listen to this one, should I say? But you know, we, we're doing a lot at once. So start trying to bring that in, um, putting on your moisturizer and stuff in the morning, do it with love, you know, good morning. Like, mm-hmm. thank you. And like giving your body a bit of a hug. It doesn't sound like much, but these are massive things to do because we are so uncomfortable doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then what I recommend to a lot of women is to find what I call lopsided balance. You might not be able to give 
actual space yourself every day. Right. But you might say, okay, Friday afternoon, speak to your partner, speak to a friend, speak to a babysitter. You have my kids. I'm having Friday afternoons myself, for example. Mm -hmm. So you might not have that space every day. You can create those little pockets of time, but you know, every Friday afternoon, that is your time. Or I've known moms that will put their kids into daycare if they're young for a day just to give themselves, they're not working that day, but that's their day for themselves. And Mm -hmm. this comes back to moving through those programs, that belief that we have to be doing everything for everybody else, the guilt that comes up and knowing the power of what these little moments will give to you and then in turn the people around you, that Mm -hmm. selfish selflessness. Yeah. Um, And yeah, I've even had people that put little reminders on their phone to Mm -hmm. go up every two or three hours to stop, ground, breathe, come Mm -hmm. back into myself. So this is how we create that balance just within the craziness of your life. Mm-hmm. And then as you get comfortable with that, you start, you actually will start wanting and craving more. Mm-hmm. So when I start seeing, um, it's just so amazing to see unfold when I'm working with my clients, because mm-hmm. you see the struggle in the beginning and then next minute, oh, I've started a yoga class. Oh, I'm, I'm doing a retreat in two mm-hmm. weeks or like you see them actively start seeking things out. So it actually happens quite organically, um, but it, it takes you wanting to make that initial conscious choice and bringing that into every day initially. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes I definitely sense. agree with the, the morning intention being so important. Cause that even happened with me. I'd get up at five 40, the sun's not even out yet. And I'm just like, all right, let me shower, put the hair and makeup on and leave and kind of have a train to catch. Yeah. And I would feel waking up like very in dread or anxious, like already, like the day didn't even start yet. And I remember talking to my therapist about that. And she said that make sure that when you're doing your morning routine, let it be like the, a peaceful time of your day. Like, don't be rushing. Don't be just going through the motions, like enjoy getting ready. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, how on earth do I even do that? And she said, and I I did it the whole rest of the school year. Once she told me is she's like, you know, play like, you know, calming music or, you know, peaceful affirmations. Like I just would constantly play as I'm getting ready for work, you know, sitting there, putting on my makeup, doing my hair. It's just listening to affirmations, you know, as I get ready for work to really truly set the intention for the day. So then I knew going into the day that I can take on whatever is coming at me rather than going into the day with already anxious and dread and feeling and me getting ready in the morning with those positive affirmations really helped me get like inside of my body too. Cause I was like calm. I was like with myself, I was doing my hair, I'm doing my makeup. So I'm just like in like a frequency in a zone with my body as I'm getting ready rather than just being in autopilot, not even thinking and just like going through the motions and it completely changed. And I think it's really important for women to know that, you know, balance isn't just going to happen. Like when women are sitting here, like I need more balance in my life. What do I do? It's not just going to be on a silver platter. You have to make the conscious decision of, okay, I need to make time for me during the day at some point. So that way I can, you know, be the person that I want to be my most authentic self, if you will. And we have the same 24 hours in a day. And so it's really important, like you said, to take time during the day or 
create like a separate day and just say, this is my day that I'm going to do self-care, whether if you have children, maybe you send them to the babysitter, maybe your dad with partner is watching them for the day, send them to grandparents, like that whole thing. And like, yeah. take the day, you know, for yourself, or maybe some people, you know, are morning people. So they'll maybe get up an hour early. So they have that extra hour just for them or their night owls will stay up, you know, an hour later. And I think it's so important for you to make that decision to do that because the world isn't going to make that decision for you. Everyday life is not going to make that decision for you. And you can't be your best person if you're not taking care of yourself. And there's, like we said, there's a whole lot of shame and guilt. And we think it's so selfish for us to just, you know, take time to be with ourselves and take care of ourselves. But like you said, once you start making the conscious decision to do that time for yourself, you do crave it. It's like an amazing thing. I had to kind of learn that because I was feeling very burnt out as a teacher because I'm giving all my energy to my kids all day all this energy that I would come home exhausted I couldn't even talk to my partner Nate I was like don't even look at me I need to lay down like don't even don't even say one word to me because I was just so exhausted and then I was like well this isn't like fun this is not the way to live I don't want to come home in like a terrible mood so what I started doing more frequently was right after work I would go to the gym and the gym would be then my time to take care of myself. I would, that would be where my mind body connection was going. And I would feel so much better coming home from work. Once I did, you know, my physical movement and that was my time. Then on the weekends, I wake up earlier. I would spend time in the living room. I would journal. I'd read my book and have some time for myself, sip my coffee, like do my things. And so those times that I you know, botched out for myself for that day, really helped me reconnect with myself, make sure, you know, I refill up my cup so I can be the, you know, the best teacher I can for my students, the best partner I could be for my boyfriend. And like all of those things, because I was feeling so burnt out that I was in full autopilot, like for then the entire day, not even just the morning, I would go to work and I would just kind of go through the motions. Like, here's the lesson. This is what I did. Then I'd go home and just be, you know, cook dinner and watch TV. And like, that was really it. And I was like, this isn't what, you know, life's supposed to be. I want to, you know, feel life to the fullest most of my days. So I think, like you said, I completely agree. It's totally crucial for women to be intentional with their time in their day. I, I couldn't agree more with that. Um, You just said something that, oh, I can't remember what it was. I've got a few things coming through. Mm -hmm. um, I want to speak to that. But yeah, I love, so when I spoke about the morning, there's a quote, when you're morning, when you're day, and that's always mm -hmm. stuck in my mind. But it's like, I look at bookends. So how you start your day and how you finish your day as well. Because I, I have a lot of moms. I don't have time. I've got kids. Yep. That time story, it's just a story, guys. You need mm -hmm. to shift that and flip it. It does come back to that conscious choice. Are you choosing to live a life the way you are or do you want to expand and enhance your life? And you can only expand and enhance your life if you make that conscious toy choice to create change. Um, and yes, yeah, so the bookend in the day, uh, sorry, in the evening is, yeah, journaling and reflecting, um, listening to a guided meditation before you go to sleep, like just slow and create that space. The shower is a beautiful time to just wash away, clear, coming to yourself. Um, but what came up for me when you were speaking is the concept of um, shadow work. Mm -hmm. So I work with four survival shadow archetypes. Mm -hmm. uh, there's so many shadow archetypes out there, but the four survival shadow ones are the child, the prostitute, the victim, and the saboteur. Mm -hmm. so the victim came up quite loudly because that's when we go into the woe is me my life's so busy I'm so tired I can't do this you know and and this is not out of judgment we all have this aspect of ourselves yeah. but 
it's really crucial to become familiar with these different archetypes and these different stories and programs that we play for ourselves because then we can heal them and move through them and the light aspect of the victim is the warrior that's the aspect of us that we really want to connect to that inner warrior that one that stands up for us and and holds us and holds those boundaries and um and that's when we say no like I am not doing extra hours this week at work. I I have my time to myself. Um, and so many, like setting boundaries is massive. You yeah. know, so many people just saying no. And again, it's through the conditioning. We've been programmed to serve everybody else and be, be these people pleasers. That's the prostitute aspect mm-hmm. of us. Mm-hmm. Um, so learning to love ourselves enough to be like, no, I deserve more. I deserve better. And I'm not here having this human experience to be a slave to everybody else and be totally depleted. Right. So yeah, like coming coming back in and and yeah, it, it's so multi-layered and so multifaceted, but that just came through as a bit of a, a, a side tangent to touch on because um we all have those aspects. We all have those stories and it's, it's learning to acknowledge them, not judge them, but then learning to heal and move through them. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. I I love that you brought up shadow work because I think it's really important through a healing journey. You know, what, whenever time someone decides that they want to do it, they really want to exemplify all the good things with healing, right. Then the positive vibes with healing, but true Mm -hmm. healing is actually very difficult. It's a lot of shadow work. And so I, for my own journey, I use journaling as a huge shadow work component of, you know, why do I feel those feelings that I feel like, why do I feel angry? Why do I feel anxious? Like, why do those things come up? And I think it's really important for women to understand that when you're going through a healing journey, it's going to be a lot of up and down, a lot of ebbs and flows. You're going to have really great days where like you felt like you really connected to your most authentic self or you set up really great boundaries. And then there's going to be other days where you're like, you went back into people pleasing mode or back into victim mode. It's going to happen. And that's, that's okay because it's a whole entire process. So if women are like, okay, well, I hear shadow work. Okay. That's part of the healing journey what are some strategies women can then do to then, you know, heal during their shadow work? Um, No, 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 it it is. But I I, want to say something to what you've just said about the journaling. Mm -hmm. Journaling is very powerful to create a win. So this is one step, okay, Mm -hmm. is to understand because you will get to know your shadows when you get to know your patterns. Mm-hmm. So what are the typical stories playing out in your life? Mm-hmm. Are you one of these people that is the woe is me kind of person? Or are you a yes person? Or are you one that has little temper tantrums and little hissy fits? That's mm-hmm. your um your little child. Or do you have a pattern of sabotaging yourself, staying in your comfort zone, being in fear? So it's through again, connecting to yourself, asking yourself these questions, journaling and getting to know who you are, what is playing out because we're so good at projecting. Oh, I'm feeling like this because they did that. Yeah. Or they did that. And like, that is not okay. You are not ever going to learn when you keep blaming and projecting on others. Mm -hmm. We all have responsibility. So, so confrontation number one, that is that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I also wanted to say just to, on what you said about journaling about your emotions, it's a great idea. I just, I try, try not to get caught up in the why you're feeling, especially mm-hmm. nowadays when there is so much cosmic chaos going on. Yeah. Our bodies are fried, uh-huh. We're all anxious and stressed out for no apparent reason. So mm-hmm. we can get caught up in the why. And then that 
brings in the judgment, which then also adds a whole nother level of emotion to it and then anchors it in further. Mm -hmm. So instead it can be really powerful. I've got a transmutation process, but just simply observing sitting Mm -hmm. and going, Oh, I've got anger today. Okay. Don't judge it. Just Mm -hmm. feel it. Because when we are feeling, like I said, emotion is energy and energy is designed to move through us. We just don't allow it. Mm -hmm. It's so much, there's so much suppressed within us. So just I'm angry. I'm just going to take five minutes to myself, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever, and feel this anger, breathe it up, breathe it out, clear it, allow it to be, and then move on. We're not sitting in it. We're not marinating in it. We're not being a victim in it. We're just allowing it, observing it, and letting it go. Sorry. That was just a little thing that I Mm -hmm. wanted to kind of touch on and I can talk more about that. Mm -hmm. But yeah, so the shadow work. um, And look, I would honestly say this work cannot, well, it can be. I would not be where I am now without my mentors. I've got mentors that I work with and I have worked with consistently over the last six years. Um, you can do this work on your own, but it, you, it, having someone to hold you, um, like hold you accountable yeah. and guide you, they're not there to heal you. You still have to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, gone is the wounded healer. We're, yeah. there are, we're not here to heal people. Mm-hmm. Um, but having someone to guide you through this process can be really, because when you do come up to that really confronting those questions, mm-hmm. um, it's easy as the human to like, again, oh, this is too hard. I'll do all of this like next month or something. Yeah. And it just never happens. Mm-hmm. So, um, so just, yeah, a disclaimer there. Like if you're going to do this work, consider working with somebody because it can also bring stuff up, you know, mm-hmm. when you reflect on this um, people pleasing, it might trigger some kind of early childhood trauma or something that mm-hmm. you really want to be held in the space. Um, but on a surface level, just to get an idea, I've actually got a, maybe I can send you this, like just a very brief summary of the different shadows and you can maybe play with it, be more curious and playful in it. Like, oh, which shadow is playing up today? In your journaling, mm-hmm. what shadow aspect played? What what archetype kind of joined me today? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I I said yes to that dinner that I really don't want to go to. So my victim, uh, my prostitute came out today or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember a client was, she was like in her early 20s and she was like, Daniela, are you calling me a prostitute? I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, you know, but um. But yeah, you can have fun with it in that way. So it doesn't become too confronting until you're ready to really delve delve into it is, you know, I guess where I'm going with that. Um, But yeah, so journaling and reflecting and just asking those kinds of questions can really help you start creating that awareness. And it's with awareness, we can create change. Okay. So when we're kind of still talking about like the healing journey with women, how can then women connect with their true selves again or their most authentic self because we talked about before how women we used to be so in tuned with that we used to be so in tune with our bodies with each other with our like they call women's intuition right like they don't call men's intuition is all I'm Mm -hmm. saying because we were so connected with ourselves and with our bodies so that definitely has went away throughout history so then what can women do now kind of in their everyday life to really connect back to that true wisdom that they have inside them. I feel um, a lot of what we've spoken about is is going to lend itself to that. You mm-hmm. know, again, it's learning. I, I reflect back on my journey in connecting to my, my intuition and um, actually, all right, 
um, it's connecting the mind from the mind into the heart. Mm-hmm. Again, we're so programmed to live by our mind, live by the rules. We've got all these um, boxes and paradigms and things that we need to fit everything into. And, and this is how we've been again, conditioned as a psychologist, um, all that processing that, you know, all the study, I was very much in my mind. I had mm-hmm. to understand everything. My mentors used to laugh. I'd like write pages and pages of notes and like ask all these questions and, and um, the biggest thing for me was learning to love my mind, but then just come into my heart and start to feel because, again, we don't know how to do this. Mm-hmm. So I'm being asked to go for a, a, a dinner party thing. Mm-hmm. And um, in the energies that we're in now, like we literally, I can't make plans in the future. I literally have to decide things on the day, depending on how my energy is, what's playing out in the world, whatever. Mm-hmm. But um so you've got a dinner invite and your automatic mind might be, oh, I better go. I'm going to let people down. Oh, I haven't seen them for long. Like, what are they going to say if I say no? Like all this mind chatter starts. So you say yes, based on the rules or stories in your mind. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you were to learn to stop and just come into your heart, ground, breathe, feel really present. And then ask yourself, how do I feel? How does it feel to go to this dinner party? And your body will tell you straight away that you'll feel this like expansive or this like weird feeling in your tummy or whatever. Um, so that's a really beautiful practice to start playing in. And yeah, there's going to be times where you really don't want to go, but I don't know, maybe it's like some family thing that, mm. I don't know. There's there's always like exceptions to the rule, right. but depending on how far you want to take your boundaries, <laughs> you may still say no. Uh-huh. Um but I had a client last night and he um he's moved towns and he had a, a friend, like his mates live in the other town and he had a dinner to go to, to tonight actually. Mm-hmm. And he was really struggling because he doesn't have his mates where he's at now, but he felt really fatigued. Mm-hmm. So another beautiful question to ask yourself is like, there's this battery and um, analogy my, one of my mentors shared with me is your physical battery and your soul battery. Mm-hmm. So when you're making a choice, and really connecting to your truth and what is best for you in this moment, ask yourself, like, where's my soul battery feeling? My soul battery is feeling really depleted, like catching up with my friends would really fulfill me. It'll just be like, Sally's going to be there. And like, we have so much fun together. But then you check in with your physical battery and your physical battery is like, nah, I I can't actually keep my eyes open. Mm -hmm. Then you have a choice. You either choose to like, cancel your afternoon have a, a, a nap like I'm a queen at power naps mm. have a power nap before you go out or um or you may choose to still cancel on the dinner but make a plan to go and catch up with Sally for coffee the next day or something you know mm. like so but this comes back to you starting to connect listen feel and start living your truth and make choices for what you want what your soul wants what your soul needs what your body needs not by what society has programmed and conditioned you to Think that you should be doing mm-hmm. um so that's a beautiful practice mm-hmm. um and then again like we've we've speak we've spoken about healing so go on a journey get find yourself a mentor and work with them and start exploring and discovering like discover who you are learn to to love and know yourself again and nourish yourself and and ground yourself and and just be in that beautiful journey of exploration and rediscovery Mm -hmm. and remembrance because we have all our wisdom within us Mm -hmm. when we came onto this planet we 
got amnesia mm-hmm. and we're here to remember all of that again so that journey of remembrance is so powerful and so amazing like you said you know we've both said about the how we were in the earlier days um exactly like we were these incredibly intuitive in tune aligned heart centered mm-hmm. beings and um and it's time to reconnect to that so um yeah and the sister wound's coming through again so that's going to be part of that like again like really stop comparing yourself to others stop judging yourself really just loving yourself for who you are and what you have to offer mm-hmm. i remember in the beginning of my journey i'd be wanting to be able to uh see like my friend can see or hear uh, and that's not my journey I've got a different journey like I'm not here to be a seer or to be a psychic or whatever mm-hmm. I'm here to do something else so it's like we're all here to live our 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 soul's path mm-hmm. and it doesn't make you any better than or less than another person so really knowing that and and allowing yourself to surrender into that so that you can connect deep with your truth mm-hmm. um yeah yeah, I love that you talked about how it's really important when you're kind of going through this journey is definitely seek out a mentor because healing on your own, that can get very isolating at times. And you feel like you don't have anyone to really talk to about kind of where your journey is at because when you're healing, you really are changing your perspective of your personality. You're really changing who you are. And so like I, when I started my journey, I started going to therapy and I to this day, I highly advocate for talking to a professional, whether it be a therapist, a life coach, a mentor, whoever you need to talk to that's on the same wavelength also as you is so important through your healing journey. If you're talking to a mentor that's like not on the same page as you, it can be very conflicting. Yeah, absolutely. So definitely talking <laughs> yeah. to someone, a mentor in some way that's on the same wavelength is so important. And they help you discover who you are and your kind of mental spiral that you may be going through and what's maybe keeping you stuck where you are maybe you're afraid to take a leap maybe it's something going on in your interpersonal relationships talking it out with somebody and they kind of unravel your thoughts and be like okay I hear what you're saying well maybe we can look at it this way and I think it's also important to talk about it with like a professional like a third party non-biased like non-biased person because yeah we can you know talk about things with friends and family but they do have a little bit (laughs) little bit of a bias when you're talking about things and it's really been super helpful for me and a few of my other friends who seek out mentors and life coaches and things like that because they help you like you kind of said rediscover who we are because yeah we come here and then we forget (laughs) we forget why we came here we all have a soul's purpose a soul's path like you talked about and I really enjoyed how you brought up that we're all on our own path where I you know we get stuck in this comparison game but we're all on our own timeline so yeah maybe your friend got their you know career started earlier than you doesn't mean you're a terrible person doesn't mean you're lazy or anything like that maybe some of your friends are already engaged and married and you're still single nothing's wrong with that you're just on a different path maybe someone you know bought their dream home and you're still living with your parents or maybe you're in an apartment that's okay there's nothing wrong with any of those things so when you talk you know, with a mentor about those things, they can help you unravel that comparison game. And I'm really interested to get your opinion on it. As women, we used to be like super close to one another and we would lean on each other all the time. And now all of a sudden, 
for many, many years, we've been in this hard comparison game all of the time where I remember, I would say this all the time when I was a young girl, that I, I was more of a tomboy and I was like, I'd rather hang out with boys and play yeah. sports than hang out with girls, knew the gossip and the drama. I didn't, I just, that, that didn't interest me in the slightest. And I always wondered why we saw you know, our own like gender as, you know, the enemy, you know what I mean? Mm. Where even with close friends, there was sometimes this weird competition, you know, going on. So do you have any insight of why you think that started to happen? Like when we lost, you know, the- Yeah, so that comes back to what I was saying before. Um, I was listening to a book, an audio book. I can't remember which one it was now. And she spoke about this. Um, and it was, like I said, that time of the, the burning of the witches when they had to choose whether they owned up to who they were at the risk of being burned or they had to hide and run away. Mm-hmm. And that created the division because then there was judgments around the choice that they made. Mm. And then that kind of grew. And then through the patriarchal system coming in, it, it was like, again, like with anything in the system that we live in, mm-hmm. Um a lot of that conditioning was was brought in to create that separation intentionally because they saw how powerful we were together. Mm-hmm. And then social media and things now just make it even worse. Yeah. And I just want to add to what you were saying, um, it popped in when you were talking. This journey um, is likely going to highlight that. There are going to be people that don't like you mm-hmm. doing work on yourself and becoming a better version of yourself. There's going to be jealousy. There, people are going to be triggered. They're going to project all their crap onto you. Mm -hmm. And knowing that that's not your stuff, it's their stuff. Um, One of the challenges I've seen in the work I've done is relationships start to fail because as people start doing the work, they realize their partner just isn't joining them. So the partner either has to come up on the journey with them or they realize actually this relationship isn't good for me. So, but friendships, I've lost a lot of friendships in my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back now, I know that they're not part of my journey, but it was a massive aspect. So t- this takes a lot of courage, um, a lot of compassion, a lot of love. But yeah, so um, that so that I feel is how that whole separation between women started. But I feel we're at a time now we're really being called to heal that sister wound to. Yeah to really start stepping into connection with each other. This is where the energies are bringing us a lot of collaboration, mm-hmm. a lot of reconnection. Um, and again, that's going to help raise the vibration, the frequency that we're holding mm-hmm. and create massive shifts in the collective because that that is why I feel what's playing out is playing out because we're being called out. We're being called to clear all the stuff, all the density, all the mm-hmm. unhelpful, toxic programs and stories and traumas that we're holding on to and wounds and and create a whole new way and because we're like like the new world like it's time to step into that new world and that new world is reconnecting with our beautiful sisters and and really finding that again but we need to do the work yeah I agree because I I was thinking about this the other day where to touch on the point where you're saying how we're kind of climbing back to where we once were, that we see the world right now, there's a lot of things going on. The world looks like it's a heavy, heavy shambles. And it's, it's a lot to take in. And, you know, a lot of trauma, whether it's, you know, personal trauma or on a collective trauma with society and all the things is really coming up. The veil is being lifted. And I agree Mm -hmm. with you that 
we're seeing these things, we're seeing the traumas so that way we can acknowledge them and heal from it. And I agree to raise our vibrations. And I'm noticing that even in my everyday life, that things are things are shifting in the way to just I, I look at life, how I feel about it. And I'm not getting stuck in the stories that I would, you know, always tell myself that I'm connecting more with my intuition. And I even notice now when I hang out with like my close girlfriends, I and I agree that less is more, that it's the quality of friendships rather than the quantity. Mm-hmm. And even when I chat with them, the conversations are a lot more healing or a lot more vulnerable with each other. We, you know, used it as a comfort, as a support system, rather than it used to be the surface level talk of gossip and just everyday mm-hmm. things where now the conversations are shifting and I, and I feel rejuvenated and connected from those conversations where I used to like go, you know, out to brunch or whatever with friends. And I would feel like, so like depleted afterwards because it just was all gossip. And then I kind of reflected on my own social circle and see who's going to grow with me, like you said, and who maybe I need to, you know, leave behind. They serve their purpose in my life. And now it's time for us to move on. And I noticed that it's just such a, it's a nicer, more comforting feeling where with my friends now, I don't see them. We don't see each other as competition. We're just all going through stages of life together where I feel like maybe when I was in college and especially even in high school, your close friends, you always saw them, you know, as a competition. And I think that shift that maybe we see in our everyday lives is also with, like you said, the collective shift. Mm. And we have to do the work within ourselves and within our society to get to the place that we want to be. A lot of people are saying, you know, how are, how are things going to get better? You know, things are so dark right now. And it's really important that you're always going to see it's the darkest before the dawn, you know, in your own healing journey in the collective healing journey. So I agree with you. That's really important right now that, you know, our lives may be feeling really heavy, from, you know, just, just the past two years in general. And so it's really important to definitely acknowledge what we've gone through and then, but don't stay stuck there. It's really important to yeah. not stay stuck in the trauma. Like once we acknowledge it, I think a lot of us stay there and then yeah. it becomes like that victim mentality that you spoke yeah. about. Yeah. Cause there's also a sense of hopelessness, you know, yeah. like how, how do I get out of this? Um, on, a, on another tangent, <laughs> when you when you let go of people that aren't meant for the next step of your journey, mm-hmm. it opens up to you meeting new, yeah. incredible people. Mm-hmm. So just know that as well. Um, and also a, a massive, when I first started this journey, I realized that there's this thing called spiritual bypassing that mm-hmm. is rife in the spiritual community, which is where we love and light our way out of everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I, I don't say it from a place, well, maybe a little bit of judgment, but yeah. not not in that I'm judging that. Like there is a place to be, you know, really positive in your mindset, but we can't bypass the trauma and the wounds. Mm-hmm. You can't keep suppressing them. Like, so what's going on in the world at the moment, the planet is, the frequency of the planet is, is ra- being raised. Mm-hmm. So our human bodies are having to adjust to that. Mm-hmm. And we can't vibrate at a high frequency if we continue to hold the denser mm-hmm. emotions and trauma in our body. We have to clear it. We have to release it. And that's what I was saying before about the emotions. Allow them to move through you. Don't suppress them. When things come up, we, there's a process to, to acknowledge it and clear it and release it, not suppress it. We cannot 
keep suppressing and bypassing because it's going to keep coming up. We're going to keep getting triggered and triggered and triggered until you pretty much are slapped to the face to mm-hmm. deal with it because yeah. this is the time we're in now. We are being called to to vibrate at a high frequency. And you're right. Like somebody asked me the other day, like what was the main pivotal point in your journey? And I'm like, there wasn't one. It's upon reflection when you realize, oh my gosh, like I've just gone through the whole week and none of that stuff touched me. Like you realize you just move through and flow through life differently, mm-hmm. organically without effort. So um, anyway, yes, yeah, so I just wanted to add those little aspects to our conversation. Mm-hmm. I love that. And would you, I always had a theory on this too, where I, I realized my healing journey was starting like more, you know, in my mid twenties, give or take. And so I think that your healing journey and you being aware of your trauma and things like that definitely come with age, at least in my own personal opinion, where I'm not really thinking about these things when I'm like 14, you know, no, in yeah. college being like you know, 19, 20, I'm not thinking about my spiritual journey or the trauma that I've been through. Right. So I think it's really important to also realize, you know, that maybe people are going to be hitting their healing stages, maybe at different times in their life and the confidence and the courage to go through that process. I think definitely comes with age because you get more connected and centered with yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it though happens in our twenties because that's when we're rediscovering ourselves. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And I actually know a few people that had um, their connection to spirit and stuff from an early age and they actually shut it off through their teens Mm -hmm. because they they couldn't deal with that and their friends were different. They didn't want to be different. So a hundred percent. Um, I mean, I've got, I, I'm working with teenagers, um, probably 17 upwards that us. So it's starting to shift. People are starting to mm-hmm. see that something not aligned, um, but yeah, when they're older and often what I feel happens is that there's a trigger for it. There's something that happens mm-hmm. to force people. It might be a relationship breakdown or they just, they just find themselves super, super depressed or, you know, there's something that will trigger the journey a lot of the time, mm-hmm. but often there's like a curiosity or yeah, like we've talked before, they just feel like they're floating through life. They're a bit lost, they're a bit disconnected and they realize something's not right. So mm-hmm. again, it's different for everybody. The time is different for everybody, but definitely as you go through life and and through relationships, I find relationships are massive teachers. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you might find like after your you know, third, fourth relationship, you might start going, hang on, there's a bit of a pattern here, what's going on. And then that might trigger some kind of inward journey or um, yeah, any like, yes, there's a whole myriad of ways that people will open up to this, but Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And I love the point where you talked about how even like teenagers now are starting to connect better. And I think that's wonderful because I think the generations coming up are going to be more in tune with their spirituality, with their intuition, with their mindfulness to help them even raise the vibrations even more. Because you can even tell, you know, even with my own students, they are more aware of the world around them than I was when I was 12 years old. I teach seventh grade. So they're very aware. And I think um, social media has a part to play because you're exposed to so many things with technology than like, you know, I was when I was 12. I definitely think the generations coming up are going to be even more, you know, improvements to what we're already making. And I would agree. I love that you said that a lot of our relationships are our biggest teachers. And that was, that resonated with me so much because 
we always have like this goal because we see in the movies that like you want to have your best friend like through you like your whole entire life like you meet in elementary <laughs> school your friends all throughout school and college and then like you're each other's bridesmaids and like that's what we always wanted and I would always feel like so like you know less of like a person because I didn't really have that like you know I kind of mm. went through friends throughout middle school and high school and I thought like am I just a bad friend but then I you know as I get older I realized that no they were just my friends for that period of time they taught me something maybe I learned something about myself maybe I learned to set up boundaries or stick up for myself or whatever that it was and that became my biggest teacher same thing with relationships too they're always going to be your biggest teacher so it's okay if someone Someone is only in your life for a little bit, but the people that you meet in your life are always for a reason, whether it's to, you know, really find love or whatever that is, or have a fantastic friendship and learn, you know, true love and unconditional love, or it might be then a lesson that, oh, that person taught me that I need to set up boundaries. That person mm -hmm. taught me I need to stick up for myself. Whatever that it is, I think is, you know, so important, especially for women, because we we don't do well in isolation. I mean, I don't think men do either. Like us as humans, we don't do well in general in yeah, isolation. Social beings. Yeah. Yeah. We're very social beings. And I think it's really important to realize that it's okay to go through different phases, you know, with your friends, even if it's not a fight that happens, maybe you just grow apart, but you know mm -hmm. what, you were there in your lives, you know, for that time, you know, for a spe specific reason. So that's, I think it's okay to go through friends. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, um, one of my favorite quotes when I started my journey was um, every challenge is an opportunity to learn and grow. And this is where the journaling and self-reflection comes in and not projecting blame onto others for what comes up. So if you have the courage to reflect on your day, what's played out, how did that friendship, you know, that situation today happen with that friend or that person at work or whatever, and you start reflecting on you. Like, how did I contribute? What was my story playing out? What was I thinking about that? That's when you can really start creating awareness around that and um, and taking ownership and empowering yourself because then that's, you know, through those opportunities, through those relationships, you can start learning what your patterns are. This comes back to the question before about what your shadows are or, yeah, all of that stuff, what your wounds are, what your stories are, that reflection and kind of like being in gratitude, like, thanks Joe for that experience today rather than being angry and judgy mm -hmm. and and projecty you can be grateful and like you know thank you for that experience because it's taught me this this and this about myself mm -hmm. keep coming back into yourself mm -hmm. um that that I find is one of the biggest teachers mm -hmm. I couldn't agree more and Danielle I mean we could talk for like five more hours <laughs> we could we could <laughs> we really could and you know um, I really enjoyed this conversation that we had and I think the growth mindset gang is also going to super enjoy this conversation we touched on so many awesome. beautiful and wonderful topics so we might have another one <laughs> <laughs> and so where can the growth mindset gang find you follow you all those wonderful things um sure I have a tree uh tree link thing that i'll send you mm -hmm. to maybe put in but um i'm on i'm on social media facebook daniela princey um instagram is daniela underscore princey i believe and my website's daniellaprincey.com mm -hmm. um so yeah just reach out my website needs an overhaul so don't like don't judge it mm -hmm. um and yeah would love to connect um with anyone that has any questions um but yeah just remember you know Daily movement, daily nurturing yourself, daily listening, connecting, grounding, 
Mm -hmm. um and yeah just even some of those little small changes will make a big difference so it really does it just those little baby steps in everyday life can truly make the difference to become the person that you truly you know are and Mm -hmm. so I will put all of your information in the show notes so everyone I'll put your link tree in there they can click to go to your website and see wonderful coaching sessions and thank you again so much for joining me today we had a wonderful conversation thank you thank you Ellie thanks everyone Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please make sure to follow Daniela. Make sure to click her link tree that is in the show notes. Make sure to follow her on Instagram, which is also in the show notes. And if you enjoyed this episode, please make sure to tag Daniela and me in your story. Share this episode with a friend. Check out her link tree. She is a life coach. So check out any of her wonderful services that she provides and see if it resonates with you. Make sure to follow me and rate me on Spotify. Make sure to rate, subscribe, and review on Apple Podcasts. And I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye. Audio Podcast Network.